doing with life right now. I saw something that was like, well, I woke up today, but I still have no idea what the fuck's going on. <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> what time is it? It's three in the morning? No, it's three in the afternoon. <laughs> but what does that even mean, really? <laughs> oh, I gotta call unemployment before noon. It's midnight. Welcome to another episode of Just Press Foreplay. This is your host, Susie. Uh, Mariah is not here this week. She had a very busy week at work, and I didn't want to stress her. So I brought you two of my favorite people. With everything going on in the world, I wanted to bring you an episode that was a little bit more tame this week. Something a little bit more sensual on the soul, and also to bring you a male perspective for when it comes to things uh, revolving around love, life, relationships, and sexual energy. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Uh... How should I describe you? (laughs) How to describe the person you've been living with for five years in a semi-non-romantical relationship. (laughs) The deepest of connection with little to no storybook fantasy romance in it. So long story short, we've had the privilege of spending the last five years together. So I wanted to bring you some fun male perspective, someone who has entertained me very much for the last five years. Otherwise, I would not have kept him around this long. <laughs> that said at least one thing right. <laughs> I'm in the sex. <laughs> yeah. <It's> a- <laughs> <laughs> that right there tells you it's never about the sex. It's about how you make them feel. It really is. Always it- and forever. Yeah, it's always about the connection. I mean, it has to be, and I think that's why we've done so well. It hasn't been We've had great sex, we've had a lot of sex, but it hasn't been the romantic, like, novella kind of sex that every girl reads about and sees on TV. You're just not a sensual human being. No, I'm not. You're like, all man, all bear. (laughs) 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 Which has actually made our sex life very interesting because there's times where you're connected and there's times where you're in fuckboy mode. (laughs) <laughs> and it's funny because we can always tell when that time is, and it's just like... Oh, you can feel it, and it's like an immediately like, all right, we're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. <laughs> and I'm Try like, next time. call me when Pat's here. Yeah. Okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so the blue-eyed demon back down for a little bit. I don't want to play with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no thanks. I like that guy for hikes, um, but he can stay on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> Is it offensive to you to hear that? Is it like... It was. It definitely definitely fucked with me for a while until I realized that we didn't have to fit in this picture-perfect little box of what everybody romanticized a relationship to be. Yeah. That that changed everything. So I was like, wait, that's right. This is our relationship. We can define it however we want with whatever aspects and boundaries and, and whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Which we're still figuring out. And, you know, we're it's COVID time, so... We're not outdating, we're not seeing anyone else, we're not going anywhere else, right. we're not doing anything else. So it's the perfect time to completely solidify that relationship and define it. I feel like for us also, the last couple of years have been more of like, okay, yeah, we're in this relationship, but who are we as individuals? Well, I think we definitely lost a lot of our individuality through dating. I think we both only hung out with each other. We didn't really hang out with outside friends. We did everything. Well, wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Because you have to separate our first three years and our two years. Because our first three years, we had a lot of friends. We went out all the time. There was tons of connections we had. I don't count that because it's just going out after work. It's not deliberately making plans with friends, holding each other accountable, going and doing something like we didn't do pumpkin patches with friends. We never did. I'm only thinking of this stuff because it's Halloween time. We never did corn mazes or, well you know what's or, funny though is how did we get together through work 
No, we had planned for friends to get together oh, yeah. and all of us to go floating the river. And everyone bailed except for Max. Yeah. Who was the late invite, not not one of the original invites, which worked out well. Max was great. I think Max was just with you in case you were worried that I wouldn't show up. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. How funny would that have been if I showed up to the river and I was just like, well, guess I'm it's just by me. myself today. <laughs> I'm going to leave the bottles in the car, grab the blunts. <laughs> I got 12 foot by 12 foot floaty. I can't, I'm, I'm still kind of mad that, that no one ever else chipped in. That thing was $200. I mean, at least I it's used just it twice. I know, I'm glad. We got. I need to clean it and we need to, I want to use it. We live in the Northwest though, so we have about two month window to do that. And I ruined my back this window. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have back problems, find a good chiropractor and go see them. They will change your world. Yeah, Pat avoided the chiropractor for uh, like a good month, month, and a half. month and a half. Yeah. And finally, I caved in and it, it was a magical experience. I definitely want to look into other things. I definitely still want to go to acupuncture, yeah. acupressure. The nice thing about this chiropractor is he was very, uh, he, he communicated really well. Everything he was doing, the reason why he was doing it and the reason why he kind of like walked you through why you were feeling the way you were feeling. He explained it all completely and perfectly mm -hmm. and it made, and it made sense. And you know, I've been to physical therapy. I've seen other people about this problem before and I've heard and researched and done so many different things. And it's so nice to have a fresh perspective of someone who's been doing this for over 35 years and being like, Nope, these are the exercises you need to do. Here's what's going on. And then from that, he also gives me the tools to teach myself to learn more. So now I know the muscles that I need to stretch and the other muscles that I need to strengthen. And I can easily research and look up and do yeah. figure those out. So going along with the whole chiropractor aspect, I think it's really important with all of the world and everything that's going on right now that we all take the time to heal ourselves. Will you say that again without clicking your pen? <laughs> Going to the chiropractor, heal thyself. <laughs> Learn how to heal, become one. Your back was out. We really spent a lot of time exploring all the options that it could be. We considered it being ancestral traumas that maybe you didn't understand you were going through because we researched a lot of nerve damage and how that's connected to your core. So we found a lot of interesting information and aspects on that. We also learned about womb trauma and how that can play an effect. Yeah, that was that was a big one, and kind of well. And if you think about it in terms of uh, like an opener mind would be thinking of it in terms of if there's no such thing as time and space, then all of these traumas exist in the past, present, and future, and always will exist until they are dealt with. So all that ancestral trauma, all that trauma that comes from the womb, it doesn't just because time passes it doesn't mean that it goes away. Especially if nobody took the time or if you believe in reincarnation, if you didn't have any reincarnations between then and now, like you just missed like thousands and thousands of years of history and all of a sudden you're back into three dimensional form and you're like, what the, f what I, what happened? Your soul's like, what the yeah. fuck is this shit? <laughs> this is humanity? Because we had that interesting experience with the psychic. Yeah. And some of it, and some of it just kind of made sense because she proclaimed that I was a fast eater and that I always ate quickly because I, in my last life, I never knew if I was going to have enough food or not. My mom's been telling me to try and eat slower since I was like four years old. I've always just been like, nope, there's food in front of me. I'm going to eat it. As, the quicker I can get into my belly, the better. But my thinking of it now is more of just a time consumption thing. I'm like, I just don't want to take the time to eat. So the faster I can eat, the faster I can get back to doing activities and playing and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Where I think a lot of, well, it's, and I feel like it's different for some people because you love to eat together. Yeah. But you're used to sitting down and having conversation while you eat. And yeah. Like talking while you Meals eat. Meals are stuff. like time spent together it's not just like let me scarf this food real quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> like meals are like a, an opportunity to sit and i think i don't i don't like doing that as much because i had to do it through middle school and high school with my dad and my stepmom and it was just it was so hard to have conversation with them because i always felt judged or just like i couldn't share my opinions because they're so conservative and i am liberal in my thought process conservative in my politics <laughs> if that makes sense I'm very open-minded, I think very openly, but I... I You still hold people to a certain standard. 
Yeah. Well, I was going to say the other thing that was interesting about the psychic, it wasn't like we went and she told you information that was new and curious. It was more that when she told you about... (laughs) It was more that when she told you about your past life kind of seeming like it was way, way long ago, uh, like Renaissance times is like what she said, it made sense to us because we had already had conversations about how... You know, you don't intend to be a certain way sometimes. You're just naturally innocent when it comes to certain, like, social cues or things like that. Like, you have this blissful innocence of being able to be in your world, you know, and you don't always recognize when you've said something that's hurt someone's feelings or, like, the ripple effect of your connection with someone. Oh, I'm terrible at looking at it from other people's perspective. I, I most of the time don't see how things I say offend people. I will just say things without thinking. But it's not to be malicious. No, and not that's at all. where it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like I wanna be so angry at you right now, but you didn't mean to or you did, I don't know. <laughs> No, a lot of times things just come out of my mouth. I'm not good at thinking before I'm speaking, so I just kinda <laughs> say things <laughs> sometimes when I have things that I mean I'm just like huh that was supposed to be a thought not a not a word sentence or it's just like thinking about it later like oh shit that's offensive yeah like oh <laughs> like that time when we were in Starbucks it was one of those prime times where I was I'm just peeing in the corner oh my god <laughs> so this Starbucks is known for having crackheads shoot up in the bathrooms and we go in there and and this like nice little skinny high school kid is like, oh, you don't want to go or there or something like that. And Pat was in a mood this day. He was a grumpy bear. And he was like, I'll just pee on the floor <laughs> then. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, no, no. There's a fucking bathroom around the corner. Sometimes don't I be an asshole. I just, I just can't help myself. I don't see the bigger picture. Oh. And I was like, Pat, there's probably someone shooting up in the bathroom. And the kid was like, I'm not allowed to say that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, well, that's okay. Well, that happened. What'd you say to me, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> it's my world. I do what I want. <laughs> Gosh. I do, I do live in my own little bubble a lot of the time. But, like, you didn't say that to him to, like, be rude to him. You just, no, like, it, it just, just came out of your mouth. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you can't. You can't do that. (laughs) But I do. And I can't help it. Oh, well. Maybe one day I'll learn. The nice thing for you is that you're, like, big and stocky, so no one's going to be, like, fucking punk and come at you. Because they see you and they're like, oh, it's it's cool, man. And then you're super nice, and then they walk away, like, with a new best friend, and they're like, what the fuck just just happened? happened? I'm like a little child. I have my emotional little pouts, and then I'm over it really fast. And if we talk and you're cool, like, all right, let's carry on with life. I don't need to sit in that funk. Well, nothing's truly personal. I feel like you don't really let much be personal for long. You know the irony of that is with everyone but you, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm working on it, but I think I just hold you in such high regard that, like, your opinion hurts me extra more, which then I self-sabotage. I think you just get competitive with me, and then you're like, she's making me competitive. I don't fucking like it. And then it's just like a tornado from there. Yeah, I don't think I'm naturally a competitive person. Or maybe maybe it's not not competitive, but it's like, if, if, why the fuck are you doing something? You're making me look lazy. Yeah. And we both have that for each other, because we both switch off being lazy and being productive. No, you get productive when I get pissed off at you for being mad at me for being productive and then I'm like fine I'll do nothing then and then then you're like she's doing nothing let me do things because did I break her (laughs) (laughs) and then I'm like cool sweet I want to play too and then you're like no now it's my turn to be done (laughs) done tired I do think that that competitive, or competitive is the wrong word for it. I don't know what word to use for it. I don't either. I don't understand. It's it's some kind of energetic balance that But you happens. get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. It's like a switch off. We're like a tag team, but we can never be on the same team. 
Right, and it's not even intentional. It's not something we want to do because we always come back and say we want to be on the same team, and then like, but our energies don't mesh with it. It's like planets rotating around the sun. Like sometimes they line up, and a lot of times, like Mercury retrograde. That's what makes our relationship so cohesive. But we're figuring out in what way. Right, because it's (laughs) we're destined to be together forever, somehow, some way, and that's the puzzle we're we're slowly piecing together. There's alignment somewhere. And it's strong. It's strong as fuck. It's kind of exciting, though, because especially with the way that the world is turning and coming into in terms of, like, politics and energy and ascension and all that kind of stuff, like, it kind of puts us in a really good spot to be the definition of what new relationships can look like and be like. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, if you think about it, Disney's the one who's got everyone hyped up and all this romantic Prince Charming has to come save the princess. Yeah. Like, novella type. All of these roles that are played. Yeah, and it's like... Riches that are thrown in, and unless you get the riches, then life really is kind of just, you're still trying to look for the riches. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's not, I don't know. I don't fit into it. None of us fit into it. That's why everyone's struggling so much. No one fits into it, and we're all trying to force ourselves to play roles that we think we're supposed to be playing. And this can be in your relationships. It can be in your job. It can be... With family. Just your role that you internally think you should be playing for yourself rather than just living for yourself and seeing how it plays out for you. Well, and that that just brings us into the education system, which is a whole other episode if we really want to go into that can i just say because elections are happening right now and this is bothering me so incredibly much extremity Extremity. the extremity they have gone to for creating this sexual education for children i'm so disturbed at how graphic they've made things and that they want to have conversations about types of sex that happens within the intimacy and I don't think that that's right I think that as soon as you put those images for children and as soon as you put the graphic knowledge and if you have large groups of children it's going to either be taken as a joke or you're just gonna you're literally ruining everything it's turning into sexualized education it's not sex ed anymore I think that if you're going to have your child learn about sex it should be either taught to them by you Or it should be done through something that's more of a trusted private type of teaching with smaller groups of children. Maybe like if you had a group of three kids, that way it can be someone teaching three kids. So that way there's questions that can be asked. So you get to see perspective of their children, but it's more controlled where the adult can be like, whoa, that's a little far-fetched. Why do you think that way? And really dissect it. Because when you dissect those conversations in front of a small group of kids, you can actually control the thoughts that are happening because you see all of it. It's enough for you to pay attention to. It's also a much safer space. Yeah. Because it's so intimate. You, you're you not in a room of 20, 30, 40 people asking these questions that a lot of people, especially in today's society, are uncomfortable with and that are very delicate, need to be handled delicately. Yeah. There's so much less room for judgment and allows it to be so much more of a controlled environment. Because you can't control the group of boys in the back of the class who thinks it, think it's a joke. And then you have the kid in the back of the class who tortures animals who now you've given him a whole book of new terminologies and you didn't recognize because he's the quiet one in the back. Or she's the quiet one in the back. Yep. You know, and the ones that don't ask the questions are the ones that have the most curious questions but they're not going to ask them in a large setting and I just think it's setting it all up for disaster it's setting up the next generation to be so much more sexualized than they already have been and it scares me because sex is a good thing Sex is a beautiful thing. thing. Absolutely. But if you ruin it at such a young age and turn it into something that is is removing of power rather than learning to how to harness create and harness. Yeah. Because there's an energy around there's there's obviously a sexual energy around energy and it can be very healing when used properly. But if it's not used properly, then then it's it's like anything. It's a double edged sword. It's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of the companies that I've been looking into that are funding some of these programs are are led by people who you don't want them. You don't want ruining your education system. Their their views are so corrupt. Yeah, we're we're you know, we're an exciting time, though. Everything is going to change for the better everything's going to get better everything's going to get brighter and lighter and you know it's an exciting time 
Yeah. And I think people are starting to really come into their own and be excited about figuring out who they are, what they like, what they stand for, and how and they want to li- and it. how they want to live. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people are finally waking up that they don't want to drive 30 miles to go to church and another 20 miles to go to school and another 40 miles to go to work and sit in traffic. They want a little bit more community-based where you can go see your neighbors and you can actually take time to learn the crafts that you want to learn and do the things you want to learn to do without having to sacrifice all your time at some giant corporation that, quite frankly, doesn't give two fucks about you. Yep. I guess this just this is just a really good pre-election episode. <laughs> yeah. To let you know that even though shit seems crazy right now, you 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 got you. <laughs> yep. And as long as you make sure that you are putting out good connections in the world, yeah, I think you're gonna get them back. If people start really focusing on growing themselves and just being the best versions of themselves they can be, with somewhat of a decent moral compass. So with the whole healing aspect, if you go back into ancient times, there's actually a lot of different perspectives on the orgasm, which is a hu- can be a huge part of healing. The Hindus sacredly believe in keeping the male from ejaculating because they understand that when you orgasm, in their mind, the energy of it, the sexual energy, either goes up into your spine and out your head into your chakra system, or it goes down into your feet and disappears forever. They did not believe that it was something Something that could be very helpful. They thought it was something that every time it happened, it brought you closer to death. Whereas if you go back even a little further, and this is why I'm always upset that the Library of Alexandria got burnt down because mm-hmm. the amount of information that was in there, it was just sacred, <laughs> enormous and so sad for it to all be gone because the Egyptians had a completely different view. They thought that it was one of the ways to eternal life. Mm-hmm. They recognized that it would come down your spine, and then if you knew the proper exercises and knew the proper way to do it, you could recycle that energy and send it back up into your brain, essentially, and like get you closer to enlightenment. Because you have an energy field about you, so it's tapping into the circulation of what your energy field is, right? right? Just like the Earth has a gravity, like a magnetic field around it, each mm-hmm. human has a magnetic field around and them. And that's our aura, how some people describe right. it. It's our energy field, what we emit. Yeah, I don't know if you remember the, the video that we watched a couple weeks ago on the different explanations of physics. Um, but they explained what gravity was. And if you go okay. into what gravity actually is, it is something that would generate a magnetic field around anything and everything that has it. So as humans, we have that. Mm-hmm. And the Egyptians found that by using an ankh, they could figure out the vibrational patterns and almost direct them where they wanted to go. Right. And it's a tuning tool, you said? It's, I mean, essentially, like a, it's basically like a tuning fork. Like a vibrational in, in, tuning. In that type of ceremony, it would be used as a tuning fork to Because like sound bowls are considered a yeah. type of tuning. So it's exactly. like another tool in that way. I mean, tuning, if you if you think of the definition of tuning, it just has to do with sequencing something to the right pitch or the right frequency. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's all you're doing. You're going in and you're living life by energies and frequencies. Yeah. Instead of how the physics that we've been taught nowadays, they had a completely different sense of what physics was. Much more enlightened. Much more enlightened. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, that's powerful. Because you were saying how they would actually hold off on masturbating. It wasn't even. It wasn't even that. I don't remember where I heard it, but they would. They would masturbate, but not ejaculate. So you oh. you give yourself pleasure. You build the energy up, but you don't release it. Uh huh. Um, and I don't. I I wish I could remember where it was because I think I remember hearing that they would. Is basically you become in a meditative state and that same energy that you would have released into orgasm is what you're recycling back up into. Oh, so, so you're f- carrying that high energy in you. Yeah. And it's like helping you to be productive, to... To stay focused, to stay calm, to take care of what you need to take care of. So it, it can be beneficial. And then like what we were reading too, if you put off on that, then when you do come together and you actually connect, and it could be by yourself, it could be connected with self, it could be connected with a partner, mm-hmm. the orgasm is going to be so much more intense and so much more... It, it, it almost becomes like a battery and it charges itself and you, and you almost, if you do it right, you're able to charge yourself. You're like hooked up to your own circuit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Huh. That's really fucking cool. Yeah, I think all of us need to try and tap into being more sexually connected with ourselves, not having so many self-esteem issues, not getting so caught up in, in you know, everything that we're not, everything that we keep telling ourselves that we are, but we're not. 
And it's so hard to nowadays with all the mainstream media and social media and this information warfare that's going on where they're just... I mean, it's been going on since the beginning of television. They had to yeah. actually ban subliminal messaging because it was causing people too much dry. It was, it was the very beginning of using information against people. Yeah. And was, now we've gotten to a point where we're almost like mind-numbed. And so instead of working on ourselves when we normally would be, we run to these outlets that will just keep us feeling numb because that's what we're, we're used to feeling. We're taking pictures and posting on Instagram. We're mindlessly scrolling through Instagram. We're swiping yeah. through Tinder. We're on Twitter, Twitter or whatever it is. I'm banned on Twitter. Tinder. Uh, Tinder. I'm banned on <laughs> we Titter. Should, we should create one that's Titter and it's just a bunch of titty pics. <laughs> and with that, we've lost all train of thought. Tits. What? Tits. Squirrel? Huh? <laughs> So that's a little in, inside the male brain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sexually who yourselves, you guys. Look into it. I'm sure more information and, and all this stuff is going to start being discovered the more society becomes open with sex and the more that we become comfortable talking about it and exploring it and learning about it. I think we're going to discover that it's a much more useful tool than we, we could have ever imagined. Yeah, and if you're feeling really sexually drained, I would ask yourself, like, what type of partners are you connecting with and what what's the depth of your connection in your sexual intimate moments? Because that could have a lot to do with the reasons why you're depressed. You're wasting your energy on people who aren't appreciating it, who aren't appreciating aren't appreciating you and your body and your time and your, you know, the energy that you have to give. So instead of, you know, blaming it on the fact that, like, you know, certain things suck in your life. Maybe just readjust the people that are in your life. Yeah, and especially with everyone being on lockdown, this is the perfect time to just tell everybody I'm hibernating. I'm going to take some time to heal myself and figure out which relationships mean something to me and add value to my life and which ones are toxic for me. Not that they're toxic people. Right. But sometimes, you know, like we had to go through this and figure out where, where our energies were. We had to figure out that we weren't a super romantic couple like you would watch on The Bachelor with roses and chocolates and fine whining and dining and helicopter rides on the sunset with beach horse with horse rides on the beach. I don't think and stuff most people like that. get that. <laughs> You'd be surprised the the links that people go to to do romantic things for for their special other. I don't know. Romantic. Someone to me, surprise me. <laughs> yeah, like you love surprises. Romantic for me is just making sure that we spend time together, and it could just be eating a bowl of cereal together or watching a movie together. I don't, I don't need or expect a lot where you would like a lot more. No, I would just like an effort. It doesn't mean that I'd like a lot more, but if it's my birthday, something would be nice. You know, if you well, want to go down that want, route. I don't want to go down that route. <laughs> no, you don't. We'll delete the last few minutes. <laughs> Uh, no gestures can be something that's small i think that's something that a lot of men get confused they think that a gesture needs to be something grand it doesn't need to be something grand it does need to be something that makes sense you can't go and just like get her a little something that's like something that only makes sense for something you like like obviously there's got to be right. a connection if there's no connection then it's like what, what the fuck are you doing right in the 80s 90s rom-com rom-coms kind of ruin that because Girls expect men underneath their windows with boom boxes at midnight. No, that's what I'm saying. Girls don't expect that. They do not expect that. But that's that. the perceived notion Guys that think society... girls expect that. And yes. I think it paralyzes some into doing nothing because they're like, I'm not going to do that much. But it's like a small gesture could go a long way. Like, it doesn't need to be a boom box outside her window. If you fucking dropped a flower on top of her mailbox, that bitch is gonna know it's from you. <laughs> 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 on her doorstep, like, you know, there's right. small things that can be done that speak volumes. A note speaks volumes, you know? Like, it's not grand gestures. Cause it's like, well, I just dug myself a hole there. So I'm just Oh, gonna, I wasn't gonna trying quit. to attack you. No, 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 not, not in that sense at all. But I, I, I did dig myself a hole because I want to talk about all this stuff. And then it, I don't know, just like put it back <laughs> on me. <laughs> uh, I think it just goes back to energies. I feel like if our energies were different, like you, I don't know, you think about those things when you're around certain people. You think about doing sweet little gestures when certain people are in your press in your presence and if you don't think about that it's because they're not in that role for you you know so i think if i was a different individual those things would come to your mind <laughs> if that makes sense yeah i i just i don't know how much truth there is because i never really dated no it's not true you said with your 
Yeah, but that's like everybody's first relationship is always over dra- dra- dramatized with all like the really good gushy romantic stuff, and then reality sets in and you realize it's not necessarily always like that. And I feel like I lost all of that through not dating and not being in committed relationships, and then kind of randomly happening to fall into you not being ready for like a real no one's action. ready for me <laughs> <laughs> but me not even being ready for like an actual relationship like yeah me knowing i want a girlfriend and finally making the decision that i want a girlfriend but not being mature enough to do what it takes to have a girlfriend have the gestures be there right still have if you want to go back to that fuckboy mindset still having that fuckboy mindset yeah but then I feel like you get so comfortable in a relationship, and especially after five years of a relationship, that it's hard to to get that lust back, that initial spice spice that comes with the beginning and excitement of every new relationship. Yeah, because there's so many wounds that are there that it's like. Yeah, and on and on both ends, I know I've caused wounds, and you've definitely caused wounds, and not in, not intentionally. It's not a malicious yeah. thing. It's just yeah. part of being in a relationship with at least one person who's not mature enough to be in a relationship. I mean, yeah, it's all degrees and all relationships, different aspects, different things. We're yeah, all people. That's, like it's inevitable. You're gonna Specifically, that's someone. just for our relationship. Yeah. But there's there's infinite variations for everyone's relationship yeah all we can do is conversate though i think that's one of the best things just have conversations about it if your feelings are hurt express it that's one of the things that and I don't think... play the blame game. I think no. so many couples get into the pattern of playing the blame game, and it's like that's the worst thing you it's can like, no, do. Like no, 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 no. Just just figure out what the solution is. It's not about who caused what. It's how are you going to move forward from there? How are yeah. you going to grow through this? How are you going to make sure it doesn't happen again? Yeah, like cool. This happened. What's our new game plan? Right, and then understanding that like mistakes are still going to be made. That person's still going to fuck shit up and still gonna do stuff wrong and stay stuff wrong and just continually going back and recentering yourselves and coming back to to just you know remembering that you do love each other and that you are in this together yeah cool well um yeah if you guys ever want to have a male perspective on any questions feel free to send them in and we can always have pat talk on them i feel like your perspectives are always really insightful and the nice thing about you is you're always growing and always evolving and always um adapting to Not, new I would say always I'd say 90% of the time I I like any human have my depressive episodes and go into shutdown mode and we do all absolutely do, yeah. fucking nothing sometimes for weeks on But end. you learn from them and if you didn't have those depressive modes there'd be nothing to learn from I so. agreed but I I I think we'll we'll have another conversation on this cuz I'm tired tonight but the whole anti-fragile concept Yeah we'll a get whole, into it whole discussion for another thing because that that goes right into self-esteem and when people have nothing at all that ever affects your self-esteem and then have one massive thing like you've had the perfect golden life you've gone to school got a good job and you're sitting in there and then somebody hurts your feelings super badly in front of an office of 20 people and you've never dealt with that that's going to be a highly volatile thing that's going to cause your fragile little mind to break down whereas if you've had people or it'll make you stronger like it depends on how you choose to go from the other side of it is that you have people continuously nitpicking you all along the way you have these struggles through the way it's not this easy life and you have a bunch of small volatile things happen to you. So when you do have something like that happen to you, it doesn't seem as big. So it doesn't rupture your self-esteem like like having a completely sheltered life and then being blown to bits by a co-worker who's just a fucking dick. Right. But another time. Another time. Another time. <laughs> cool. smoke some more weed. For this next half, we have Mama Bear. Um, this woman is so amazing if you meet her, you would never have any idea the amount of things that her sweet little soul has gone through. Um, so I just thought she would be a really good person to talk to right now to just pick her brain a little bit about what are some of the things there that was she's this doing to keep thing I saved on what trauma does to your brain. I was just you're a good person to talk about this stuff because you've always been really good been about really good. observing where you're at in life and finding ways to pull yourself through. And I don't pull myself through. You guys pull me through. Well, but to us, it looks like you pull yourself through. I pull myself through because I want you guys to not look at me like some kind of loser. So, <laughs> well, I, we wouldn't. I do it. I do it sober and I do it clean and I just try to not embarrass you too much. <laughs>
Okay, so this is interesting. Your brain on trauma. So, I mean, people are, everyone's in trauma right now. Mm -hmm. So your brain on trauma changes. So some of the things that happens to you is you become suspicious and untrusting, negative and pessimistic, Mm -hmm. addictive, self-sabotaging, scattered and distracted, demotivated and drained of energy, self-critical, judgmental of yourself and others, and emotionally cut off. Yep, yep. And I feel like right now we're all kind of realizing these moments where we're reacting to something. And the nice thing is a lot of people are taking the time to have the awareness of like, oh shit, why did I react that way to that? Then on the other hand, there's a lot of people who are not fixing anything at all and then getting more down the dark hole of continuing to drink more and sit in all of the negativity. And it's hard with the election right now because they tell us everything's more negative than it is too. So... You know, it's just so important to find ways to pull yourself out of it. Focus on something, something that's going to make you feel better, even if it's just something little. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's just making sure you're eating super healthy and taking a walk every day, mm-hmm. you know, just so that you're not adding to your problems. Yeah. The other thing that I pulled is talking about falling into negative mindsets and we ask ourselves the wrong questions. We ask, is this going to be too much to work? This isn't going to work. It's just too much. Or do I have what it takes? What if I fail? Is it even possible when instead we should be saying, how can I make this happen? Yeah. When you think of something you want to do, instead of saying all the negative things, just say, okay, how can I make this happen? And just start brainstorming the steps you can take Mm -hmm. to make it happen. It's hard right now because you just, it's just so much easier to binge watch something on Netflix. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, another hard thing, too, is when you start to write out all of the things you should be doing, sometimes it's paralyzing because you're like, oh, shit, this is a lot of stuff. I'm tired just looking at this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wrote the list. I wrote the list. Time for a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get the list started tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, But yeah, it's hard. Life is hard right now. I saw someone post something yesterday that said it was like, I just don't understand the point anymore. People are just getting stuck in like the mundaneness of, okay, but like we'll get out of all of this coronavirus, but then we're in debt, you know, and all of it is just scary. It's really scary. But I want to encourage people to ask themselves what they're doing for themselves in every moment. Don't paralyze yourself with things you need to do, but find that one thing in that one moment that will make you feel better just right then. And that's basically all you can do and keep repeating it. Sometimes just practicing or learning something that you've always wanted to do and thinking, can you incorporate this into something that does profit you or something that you do just for fun to heal you? Yeah, going back on the words that you choose, it's it's crazy how much what you speak makes what options are going to come forward for you. I feel like I've been using the last few years to try and really watch what words physically come out of my mouth versus what I'm thinking in my head. Yeah, definitely what you say to yourself. Not just what others say to you, but what you say to yourself. Yeah, I feel like we are our biggest bullies sometimes. I, yes, definitely. All I have on that is life is hard. We'll get better. I do think that there's a lot of things that people... News is telling us so much that's bad, and we're not seeing all that's good. I think that if you stop and take those moments to work on yourself, more of what's good will be prevalent to you. You'll start to see it more and more. I don't know. i just been focusing on what I'm putting in my body. You know, I'm not drinking enough water and I'm drinking too much coffee and I'm not really eating enough. So it's just little things like making sure I have some good water and Mm -hmm. spring water and putting some fresh, you know, lemon in it or just something just to keep hydrated. It's the first thing, because if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to feel good. Yeah. Yep. And then your mind will follow. So Mm -hmm. that's the number one thing, too. I was really proud of Mariah. We talked about this a little bit on one of the other episodes. She was talking about some of the medications she was taking. And how one of the last ones made it to where she wasn't feeling anything at all. She's like, well, I, I reassessed. I need water. I need to make sure my sleeping habits are good. Mm-hmm. My eating habits are good. You all have to start there. Before. You're not. Yeah, you can't run on empty. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, and you, you know, can't depend on something else to fix your problems either. So you're not doing things for yourself. Like just dancing, like turn on some good music and dance. Everyone's lonely and bored, but that just means that nobody can see you look like an idiot up here. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I follow this amazing girl on Instagram. I wish I know her name. I, I don't remember right now, but she ev- almost every day posts a dancing or movement video and she'll put words that go along with it. So things just like I am enough. I am loved. She just has different types of affirmations every day. I think that affirmations are so underrated and everyone you need to do it every morning. Well, it is. They had the there was a special on the science behind that. So mm-hmm. they tested 
water, two bottles of water. I can't remember what it's called now, but you know, one spoke negative things to that bottle, like kind of like what people do with plants, how they make their plants grow. The other, they, they put positive affirmations and then test the water after so much time. And it's like, this water has become toxic and mm-hmm. this water is clean yeah. with the positive affirmation. So it's kind of like the same, the yeah. same thing. And it's hard to do because we're the worst ones to say things to ourselves. I know. Just funny. I want to bring that into like relationships a little bit. I was watching this other video where this, this guy and girl were having a conversation about their relationship and she was accusing him, was accusing him of cheating on her. And he was like, I don't know why you keep saying that. Where are you getting this from? Mm-hmm. She paid one of his co-workers to flirt with him. So the co-worker tells the female, we slept together. We went to dinner. We had sex. So she's telling her boyfriend, you cheated on me. You cheated on me. He's like, how, where are you getting this from? And then so she finally says, well, I, and so I paid her. And she told me that you guys did this. And he's like, well, I don't know why she would lie to you. He goes, we went to lunch. And then I, and then like, I went and did whatever I needed to do. They pull her up on the screen and she goes, well, yeah. Of course I lied to you. You're disrespecting a man who's in a relationship with you. You're trusting him. You're creating all of these issues outside of your relationship because you think that he's cheating. That's still But you didn't have a conversation with him. Right. And that's where her thing was. Well, she doesn't know if... How does she know that she had a conversation? She still should have lied about it. Well, they worked together. They worked together. That guy and that girl worked together. So I'm assuming, you know... Why didn't she just, instead of getting paid, tell her, you know what? I've worked with him and he... Is not like that. I think you're wrong. I think that she wanted to prove a, a hard point to that girl of just like, no, you literally do not deserve him with the way you're acting. It's kind of like how, but you don't really know what they went through to make her have those feelings or those insecurities. That's but true, it's yeah. kind of like what we were talking about earlier. How oh. We have so much fear about for whatever reasons, we don't want to lose somebody. We're afraid we're, they're going to leave us. We're afraid they're going to cheat on us. How much of the negative stuff do we manifest because mm-hmm. we're constantly thinking about it instead of thinking positive. And how you know? are you how are you treating those people differently because you're assuming you're doing something wrong against mm-hmm. you and then you're changing the connection already on its own. Well, yeah, because if they walk in and you are suspicious, even if you don't say it, they, they can feel probably it. feel it. They feel it. Where yeah. if they walk in and you just are at peace and happy to see them and happy to start your evening together, they're going to feel relaxed and peace too. And yeah. they may not even know why, but they still will sense something. And so I think we manifest a lot of that just with our fears. And it's not like you're doing anything wrong. You don't mean to. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times it comes out of fear of losing somebody that you love very much but we have to maybe try to really recognize what is our demeanor and what are we projecting Mm -hmm. onto somebody when we don't even know you know yep and that's you know that's the hard part but that just takes some (laughs) digging within yourself recognizing what you're doing and trying to find positive ways to change that even if if you are that insecure find something to do that makes you feel strong and mm-hmm. powerful and smarter it. and mm-hmm. just do something that makes you feel good about yourself and then you know just somebody and be good to them mm-hmm. and I mean it's hard it's going to take work but if you do that and just recognize that they do cheat or they do do something that's on them that's their mistake that's not on you yep. so you just do the best you can do and treat them right if and they do that that's going to be on them I feel like as long as you make sure that you're, even when it's uncomfortable, you're, you're making sure you're not shying away from conversations that, that need to happen. How much are you going to want to talk to somebody who's always accusing you of something, especially if you aren't doing it? Exactly. And then at what point are you just like, you're gonna fuck s- you, I'm going to go do it then. You're going to start avoiding and finding other things to do because you're so uncomfortable. And yeah, you know, and I that mean, peaceful energy is no yeah. longer in the relationship, you we, know? Yeah. And that's what you like when you're in a relationship with someone. You like the peace that you feel, the funness. You know, you don't want to feel any strange energy that you're having to sift through. I like, I hate being in relationships where you feel like you're walking on eggshells around something. And it's like, just tell me. Just tell me what you're feeling. I'm not gonna. It's like a passive aggressive. We've gotten all very comfortable with doing and researching a lot on just relationships and stuff and why people lie and pull away and cheat and. You know, it seems like it always comes back to the number one thing where people are with somebody not because they're the best looking, because they have the most money, but because of how they make them feel. You're with somebody because of how they make you feel. And if you stop making somebody feel good and like you want to be around them and like you, 
you trust them and you see the good in them, then they're going to stop wanting to be around you and they're going to look for somebody that makes them feel good. And so it's hard. It's a hard lesson because it's easy to say, but hard to do. But, you know, just taking a good look at yourself and what what are you projecting out there? Yep. And it's not something you just do one time. It's like a constant daily checking It's a constant reminder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In the long run, I think it's good because then you, you have more inner peace. And so you're not holding on to the turmoil all day. So it's not stressful, you know? Yeah. You're responsible. You're not responsible for their actions. You're responsible for your own reactions. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people that have problems sexually are just your insecurities coming out. Getting in the way. Like, yeah, just you feel insecure, so you hold or you're... You know, that's true, because I was listening to a podcast this morning, and they were talking about, they were just talking about, you know, their normal sex, not routines, but what their sex lives are like or whatever. And they were saying a lot about how they're insecure or worrying about their face looking this way or their tummy looking this way Uh or whatever uh, but I feel like that removes all the fun from it like you're mm-hmm. you're no longer like are you even having sex with another person at that point or are you just having sex in your brain or your body's having sex but like your brain's completely somewhere else so it's actually kind of cute she's like as little work as possible like that's what I like just <laughs> lay me there <laughs> like that's what I want She's <laughs> like I don't want to do weird positions and have to worry about weird things happening and all this <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. That's kind of all the fun of it. Like, I feel like, I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, I think that people who don't enjoy sex or people who shy away from sex or people who do definitely get too caught up in their own insecurities. Yeah, but why do they do that? Yeah, it's because they're insecure about not looking a certain way. But it's like, there's so many people out there. There's people who have fetishes for literally everything. Yeah. If you're someone who likes to eat in bed, there's a fetish for that. You can probably eat during sex and they would <laughs> fucking love it. And they're not going to care about what your roles look like or anything because you're happy and that's what they like. Or get a get a cover up to cover that part of whatever what? it is that makes you uncomfortable. You know, yeah. if it makes you feel better, it's some lazy thing to cover up that area. Yeah. Then just cover it up and just be like, I'm sorry if you leave this here, then I won't be distracted by it. Be honest and say, you know, I'm really uncomfortable with this area. Can you not do that? I'm going to leave this here and then, you know, I won't think about it because usually people are pretty, I mean, wouldn't you be, example, say you just started going out with somebody and they didn't want to be with you and you'd start thinking like, oh, they're not attracted to me. But if they said to you, listen, I don't want you to think I don't want to be with you. I just had this surgery and I have this hideous scar right here and I really Oh, you probably don't care, but if I feel like you're looking at it, it's going to distract me. So is it okay with you if I just like leave this over it so I don't have to think about it? And you'd be be like, like, shit, let me get you the duct tape. Is that all? Like you're like, is that all it was? Like, you know, um, yeah, I mean, and wouldn't that be better to know that that's why they were pulling away and not because they don't want to be with you? I would feel more connected. I would be like, great. Like Oh, this is a relationship. I mean, We're having a conversation. We like, all have things that we, and if you're not going to be able to hide it, I mean, yeah. they're going to see that you're like, why are you, why are you, yeah, like, they're gonna what's see wrong it? with you? And you got a twitch? Like what's, <laughs> like someone trying to wink? What's in your eye? <laughs> yeah. Maybe just be honest and upfront and talk about it and yeah. just put something over it that makes you feel sexy, you know, just yeah. find ways to be accommodating for yourself. Yeah. You know, there are definitely things that you can do. Younger, I definitely understand being caught up in, oh, I don't want to look fat. Oh, I don't want to, like, avoiding any sexual situations because I'm like, I didn't wear my cute underwear today. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, but really, what does it matter? Yeah. What does it fucking matter? And if they decide that they don't like you because it's not your cute underwear, then fuck, I don't like you then, you right. know, for letting me know early before me wasting any of my time. Bring me a pair of cute underwear next time then. Yeah. I see buy me, buy me, why don't no you lingerie? go buy me a cute pair of underwear to wear and I'll put them on. When I was younger, I would worry a lot about those things. And then, I don't know, now that I'm a little bit older, I'm like, it's just realizing that other people have so many flaws, too, and I accept them. So why don't I accept my own flaws in myself and appreciate them? can't remember her name, but she just look up Overcoming PTSD, and it's a lady that has put together this program. They want you to pay for it and everything, but they still give you a lot of tips without having to pay for it. It's interesting to read and listen to the 
I think even if you don't think that you struggle from PTSD or anything like that, it's still important to to look into those things and have like, you know, just little stuff that pops up. Follow like one or two of them on Instagram just for those little reminders. Well, and because even if you don't think you have PTSD, there's there's a chance that you have some small. And we all do. I call people that have left a very bad uh, relationship or marriage. Um, You don't have to just be in the military. I call it PTXD. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) PTXD. I have PTXD. We all probably have PTXD if you've been through something really bad that you are re- trying really hard not to blame on the next person that comes along. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing, too, is really making sure you're not putting your things you've gone through on your next partner because they have no idea where it's coming from, you know? Yeah. And then they'll just take it as it's like their own things that they're... Just put yourself in their shoes, maybe. So, you know, whatever you're projecting onto them or what you want to say to them, just play it back in your head as if they were saying it to you, like Mm -hmm. what, what you look like in reverse. So just kind of turn it around and be like, if I walked in from work and they said that to me and accused me and I didn't, how would that make me feel? Like that might help you. Mm -hmm. That's literally taking a breath and 30 seconds. Like it's not time consuming it's just like stop yourself for a moment well and if it's too late like say you already reacted they walked through the door and you already did it and then after you thought why did I do that because now they're not talking to you or they left or you're upset and you did it and then you you stop and think why are they mad oh I I guess I would feel that way too then text them or call them or tell them I am so sorry I just thought about what I did to you and how that would have felt if you did it to me and, and I'm sorry, that's on me. I shouldn't have done that to you. Sometimes that is all you need. Like, wouldn't if somebody got mad at you and yelled at you mm-hmm. and made you feel like shit, you'd be like, you know what? I'm leaving. And yeah. then, but you'd be upset. You leave and you're all, you're both upset. Yeah. But then if they text you immediately and said, I am so sorry, I just realized what I did and I, I shouldn't have done that. I just, I'm so sorry. Like, wouldn't you be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't take it personal either because you're like, no, I get it. Like, Right. We all react sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, we do it and Mm -hmm. you can, you can take some of that off of it. Or you, if you're really good, you can learn to do it, to think it through before you do it. Yeah. (laughs) Before it happens. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's all a learning process because you don't want to let it go on for days. I think so many people let it sit for days. You're just building up anxiety over like, shit, what do I say now? Because it's been two days and then you just don't message well and it all. does like like you're saying it you do you can manifest manifest bad things happening because if you're accusing someone all the time sometimes people get to the point where they're like well if i'm being accused i might as well and then they go do something that they didn't want to do yeah and then it's just a vicious cycle yeah i mean we have to try not to push each other especially right now because everybody's overly sensitive and on edge everybody's yeah. in trauma in a state of trauma right now so yeah and you have to think about it every whatever you hear from other people is what you start to absorb and think about yourself so if people are constantly like saying all of these negative things at you you start to think that shit maybe that is me maybe it is my problem no mm-hmm. it's not everyone's literally just projecting because they're hurting yeah. you know and all it takes is and they're e- frustrated. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is each of us just reminding each other, "Hey, you're enough. You're loved." That's all it takes, and maybe a hug too. Yeah. If, if you know, if you're not afraid of Rona's. Yeah, it's rough for anybody, everybody, but yeah. I've just been exercising when I really feel stressed. It's helped a lot. Yeah. It's helped a lot, and every week I get stronger, and I'm just like amazed at how quickly that's come along. I really didn't expect that; it was really just for stress. Yeah. But the consistency has been amazing, and then that and healthy and not drinking and not smoking. Yeah. Not, I mean, I never smoke, but and I never <laughs> drink a lot either. But or maybe I need to drink. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe I think I, you'd, I think you'd like being a stoner more than you'd like being an alcoholic. But <laughs> both of them would probably put you maybe to sleep. Maybe some mushroom tea. I don't know. Oh, there you but, go. Um, some uh, some peyote. <laughs> I'm afraid I'd like dive off a cliff or something. I'm a bird. Oh my god. <laughs> Just complete delusion. No. <laughs> Pokemon Go, all the people trying to catch the Pokemon. <laughs> oh shit, that's a cliff. Well, that would probably be therapy. Everybody should just go back to looking for Pokemon and then they'd feel better. <laughs> oh my god, wasn't that? I have the coolest videos of everyone 
park. Running in their hordes. It looked like a zombie apocalypse, but they were just all running to ga- <laughs> gather Pokemon. It was it was so cool, though, because everybody was like all together. You know, it was so all fun. of the grass died in that summer in the park that you summer. Just, you know, you would just see people, <laughs> from so many people's feet all over it. You just see people milling around and then all of a sudden Charizard and everybody just stampedes to one part of the. I'm just it was so well, funny. The working in the, in the restaurant across the street from the park. So people would come running in the front door because apparently it was a healing station, our restaurant. So they'd come running in the door, not wanting anything, just running in with their phones. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm healing right now. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. They're like, I'm just going to use the bathroom. Can you imagine being here from somewhere where you have no clue? what it even is or you have no idea like, it would really scare you and it probably you would because you'd be like what's happening all like these people running at me you're running you're like where is it what is it and everyone's got their phones out and you're like, like i got it what what oh my god that's crazy so funny like yeah but everyone was so happy yeah they were they were really happy you know why is because we were all outside breathing the air and yes. running around and playing <laughs> without masks on i know (laughs) it's like what is dating like right now do you guys keep your masks on what do you do Uh, (laughs) my friend she was like you have to new rules for dating you have to be like so where do you stand on you like to go out to restaurants if we hang out are we just staying in my apartment and sitting on the couch watching tv like what what are we doing well and then who's these researchers that are now tracking are they going to the dating sites like tinder where people are meeting a new person every night and then that person was with this person right wow you know there you know there's no no you know there's i turn the tracker off on my phone i'm like i'm a waitress no you cannot (laughs) accuse me of giving you the the virus (laughs) you chose to come to the restaurant yeah exactly It doesn't cover my COVID bills. Oh, that's a whole other episode. My God. No, we will never have a COVID episode ever. No, the never ever. Serving episode. Oh. Serving the COVID no. people. No, I hate the COVIDs. I hate the COVIDs. There's been some really sweet people, but there have that's been good. some really irrational people as well. Dude, something about this pandemic has turned people into something so strange. <laughs> It's like we forget how to be humane to one another. We put our masks on and we're just like... At least we have the mask to cover some of our... <laughs> expressions, yeah. I'm like, I'll just repeat the fact very kindly and then they'll just like look at me and say something else snotty and then I'll just repeat the fact again. Well, I'm sorry, this is, you know... And then <laughs> I'll just be like, okay, well, I'm going to let you think about that. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, bye, bitch. I do not why? have enough time for this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you decide and I'll be back and you tell me what you'd like to do. These are your options. It's so funny because it's almost like that nice tone pisses people oh. off more because they're like, you're being nice to me. I hate it. Oh my God. Give me free things. That's I what have here been for. screamed at by people just for no reason whatsoever. Just there have been the sweetest kindest people too that's like, good that is balanced at least yeah. doing with life right now i saw something that was like well i woke up today but i still have no idea what the fuck's going on <laughs> what day is it <laughs> what time is it <laughs> it's three in the morning no it's three in the afternoon <laughs> But what does that even mean, really? <laughs> oh, I gotta call unemployment before noon. It's midnight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and unemployment has not been taking phone calls for months now, so... <laughs> oh my god, but the excitement when Netflix has a new show. <laughs> right? <laughs> Jesus. We all cancelled it for a day, now we're back on it again. <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask you, dating when you were, when you were my age. But I- oh, I've never really dated. No. No. Oh, I was going to ask you. Um, I like, mean, really not. I've thought of it a couple times and maybe talked to a couple people and it was like. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, if I'd have to look at my overall view of dating, I would be so much more scared to date now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just wasn't my thing before, but I wasn't really scared. Now it would. The thought of it scares me just because I feel like people aren't taking the time to make real connections. 
because they're so distracted with so many options. And if a date falls through, instead of saying, you know, hey, can we get together tomorrow because I have to work and being like, okay, you know, that's cool. I can wait till tomorrow. It's so easy to go swiping and find somebody else that's busy tonight. Then you go on that date tomorrow and your mind is all muddied with something else. You're not going to appreciate certain things about this person because you're just like all over the place and so quickly and so easily and just like you don't have to work for anything. Like it seems like that to me. I don't know. No, that's accurate. Technically, I haven't gone on there and done that. To me, I've seen people that have. And they're kind of numb. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they're not taking the time to make connections because it's so easy. Well, I'll just find somebody else that has time right now. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, that person's going to be mad because, you know, to find out that I did this. So that's okay. I can find somebody else. Like, I just yeah. feel like people are just desensitized. Yeah, it's I agree. too easy. And I'm not, I'm not like in the dating world, but definitely if, if I like think about that in just trying to make friends, it's even the same. Everything's fucking, the conversations are surface. Well, and think about it before. Like, before, when you were dating, usually it was somebody that somebody else knew or somebody that worked with you or somebody that went to your school or... Common connections. A common connection that somebody knew this person. So now you're just going and... People are just going and randomly meeting anyone strangers that could be anyone. And it's super scary. Like mm-hmm. you don't know what is going to happen. Well, no, the other thing that I, that I really hate about it, too, is like because everything's so surface, people almost have like a Rolodex of the words to say. They're not and, even their genuine words or thoughts. It's just like you're on autopilot and you're just right. like because if you're going out every night of the week with just whoever you're telling the same stories. Pretty soon you're going to forget. You even told them. So you might go on a date with this person you went last week and you don't remember that you, what stories you told them because you've told everybody all week. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like some of it I'm assuming, but some of it I've heard from other people and I've seen it. I think it's accurate. And I just think I like what I just, I don't even want to do it. Yeah. I just don't want to do it. Plus the the fact that you don't know who this person is or Or if they're going to meet someone else after they're dating. Yeah, they could have met somebody else before and they're gonna meet somebody after. I mean you don't you don't really know and and they're not being careful and we've got COVID right now. Yeah. So, you know, and the other part about that is is you're not just doing that to yourself. No, you're you're bringing that back to your household and your friends and your family. Yeah. If you're not being careful. Yeah. Some people don't take it seriously. Some do. Some don't. It doesn't really matter, but you're not. Yeah, it's just. You're just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really sad because everyone's just so disconnected Every- and they're also losing who they are as an individual because no one's holding them count- accountable. The conversations and the connections that they have, you know, I feel like a lot of people who people- go on these dates and are on the the end of not being that person who constantly goes on dates yeah. but it's 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 a date you know it's one of the dates that you have gone on and you don't go on many like for these people they're just getting so damaged because it's like where they make excuses for the person who they're meeting with and it's like no you should hold this motherfucker accountable for being surface with you or just not being invested because you're like hey i'll talk to somebody else tomorrow so again it kind of goes back to um you're only responsible for yourself mm-hmm. so you need to focus on your own moral code because the stronger you feel like you're set a moral code for yourself, so you have a purpose, find out what your purpose is. Because when you do that for yourself and you start to build towards that, doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. I mean, it's baby steps, but if you mm-hmm. keep consistently working towards Staying it, the process, yeah. um, you set it for yourself, no one else, you're going to feel better about yourself. Guess what? Your expectations for who comes into your life are going to be a bit higher. And all the shallow stuff is going to be easier to say, you know, I just don't really like that. There's this really good book that is something you can just open it up to a page and read it. You don't have to read the whole thing. You can read this. I love these books. You so can much. read this, you know, over, over the years. You just keep them close. Every time I open this, I just feel love and inspiration. And you do this for yourself you're responsible for yourself you're building your own moral code that makes you feel good about you and and your connection to your mind and find out what it is you want and what you need and take some of that power back and it's don miguel ruiz jr and he has the four agreements as the first book and the mastery of self is the second book and they're just little like guidebooks and like you said you you don't have to read the whole thing you can just open it up to one little section and 
and it just has um, really powerful messages about being a good person. And uh, it's like, be true to your word. You know, it's simple stuff yeah. like that. Be true to your word. I mean, I, so that in itself is so powerful. If you make a pact with yourself to just be true to your word, you are empowered as a person. You feel like a better person. You're going to project better. Mm-hmm. You're going to receive better. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it just comes back to working on yourself. Yeah. And, and then just, when you're elevating your your energy you're putting out, you're now emitting a, a more positive energy. Mm-hmm. So when you're emitting a po- more positive energy... That's what comes back to you because it's always what you put out is what you're going to get back. That is always just how and it like, works. And like, what do we do when we feel really down? You and I go to like the the um, crystal and the rocks. Yes. And we do, we don't know what any of those things all mean. We just yeah. look for something that speaks to us, and then we look it up and say, "Oh, this is for that." Yeah. And it makes you feel better and a little more hopeful and a little more empowered. You know, maybe it's getting some candles or some incense. Maybe it's going yeah. to the bookstore and looking through some books and something. That makes you, oh, I'm going to read this and then I'm struggling with this too. And this is, you know, just something that kind of makes you feel better. Yeah. There's like lots of little things you can do. Yeah. I think we've really gotten away from connecting with other people when we're down. And it's one of the most important things that we can do. Connect with other people, connect with other thoughts, other perspectives. Don't let yourself just sit with yourself because you're the one who kind of got you in that dark place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to kind of have... I don't like everyone thinking that they got to just keep it to themselves. You know, that's not the whole point of life. The whole point of life is, is what can you learn from each other? How can you help each other? Like when I'm feeling down, it makes me feel better to help someone. Yeah. That's, that's the most healing, like for wounded warriors is when they go out to help other people is the most healing for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Do be extra nice to somebody, do something nice for somebody for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. And don't expect anything back. No reason whatsoever. Just, just try it. Like go out and just be nice to somebody in the store for no reason and see how good it makes them feel. Or if you see somebody that you know, someone's being rude to or that's frustrated and no one wants to help, just, you know, take an extra second to help them and just see it make, it'll instantly make you feel better. Those are making me anxious with all your doodling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drawing vagina strawberries. (laughs) (laughs) My vagina strawberry. It got us banned on Facebook for 30 days. We can't advertise or promote. This is new to me because I never knew it was a vagina. I just thought it was a cute little strawberry. I was like, what are you talking about? Bound for what? What's wrong with it? It's sexy. There's nothing wrong with it. She's like, mom, it's a vagina. I'm like, where? In the strawberries a vagina. vagina. I was like, it is? I didn't know. I didn't know. I love it so much more now. <laughs> Meanwhile, I show the logo to my grandpa and he goes, Mija, please don't be offended, but my- <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.